Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And welcome back to another weekend of Animal Radio, America's number one pet talk. Thanks to you, Betty White, actress Betty White, no stranger to Animal Radio. She returns today. I just love her. She, yeah, she's just a wonderful animal lover as well as actress. Also, Animal Radio, going to the birds, yes. <laughs> well, we talk about cats and horses and fish and... So 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 little bird talk, you know? Uh, today we're going to talk birds with a very funny guy that knows about them, and we have giveaways for you. Also, what happens when you want to move? How do you find a pet-friendly place to live? We'll tell you how today. Uh, let's start with a pet food recall update. Not a lot to report this week. Uh, the only news that is fresh and new is that Chinese officials admit to using uh, melamine as a protein filler regularly. Yes. Kind of a cheater. For many years, and we didn't know about this. And, of course, that's uh, one of the causes that we're finding for the kidney damage and kidney renal failure, uh, mostly felines uh, with the recall. And, of course, you can get all your information, the latest information at AnimalRadio.com, as well as uh, up-to-date alerts on your cell phone, all the information at AnimalRadio.com. Too much. Too much information. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. That's my favorite part. one 405 Hi, who's this? This is Maureen. Hi, Maureen. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Where are you calling from? Reading, Pennsylvania. Listening on WEEU. Huh? That's right. Very good. What can <laughs> uh-huh. we do for you today? Uh, you advertised about a bowl for dogs that just munch their food down like oh. it goes down like it's water. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we were live from Super Zoo in Las Vegas with a new pet product special and one of the items we have have, we still have a few of these, uh-huh. so I, I'll send you some. It's called the Breakfast Bowl. And That's what, right. It looks like a... Uh, Yeah, it's hard to describe. It's it's like a Lego type, Lego mixed with a bowl. That's what I heard you saying. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Is that that how I described it? Yes, you did. You just described it correctly. Hold on, hold on. uh, I'm sorry. Who is that? That's that's Haley, the one that needs the break fast bowl. (laughs) Fast eater. (laughs) She is a... um, She's a uh, border collie, uh-huh. and she's 12 years old. Now, are border collies by nature, do they eat fast? Oh, uh, well, this one does. I, I would imagine probably they all do. They're, they're a hyper breed, so Very I can hyper. imagine, yes. Very hyper. Okay, well, this will hopefully slow Haley down, and okay. uh, uh, let us know how it works, okay? I will. We'll send you, uh, if we have a couple, we'll send you a couple, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Well, thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Hold on one second, if you okay. will. Okay. 405 Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. An Indiana family credits the family cat in saving their lives from a deadly gas. Eric and Kathy Kiesling say their 14-year-old cat named Winnie played a crucial role in saving their lives after a gasoline-powered water pump in their basement caused deadly carbon monoxide fumes to build up. The family was sleeping soundly when Winnie began nudging Kathy's ear and meowing loudly. Kathy described Winnie's unusual meowing as crazy, almost like she was screaming. When she reluctantly got up, she realized she was nauseous and dizzy and couldn't wake her husband up. 
Eric had undergone minor neck surgery the day before, so she decided to call 911. And good thing she did. Paramedics found their 14-year-old son, Michael, unconscious on the floor of his bedroom, and they treated the whole family for carbon monoxide poisoning. The Kieslings are lucky to be alive, but not surprised that Winnie came to their rescue. They say she also alerted them to a tornado last summer. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. I said enough. Hey gang, this is the Money Man, Eddie Money. Make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. And no stranger to Animal Radio, we welcome back Miss Betty White. How are you doing, Betty? I'm doing fine. How are you? Very well. I am so excited about this last thing that I, I this last press release that I received. Of course, when we last talked, you told us that you were involved with uh, Morris Animal Foundation in Denver. Well, I have been for forty years. Yes. <laughs> and and they have a but they have a brand new campaign. Yes, it's our, our campaign our coalition. To stamp out canine cancer, and we're working so hard toward that thing, and we're going to lick it. You there you go. Well, you know, the one thing I didn't realize is how many animals are predisposed to certain cancers. Like 60% of golden retrievers uh, actually get cancer. I lost my beloved Kita last summer to, to cancer. And, oh, no. Uh, but that's not why I'm getting. So many people say, oh, I didn't know dogs got cancer. And we just have to spread the word and. and get everybody pulling in the same direction. Okay, so what's the plan here? Is, is research going to be done? I know in just a couple of minutes we're going to talk to Dr. Patricia Olson, who's actually the CEO or the founder of the, uh, the Morris Animal Foundation, and uh, she probably could answer the more technical questions. Uh, right. Research is, is the basic uh, ingredient, and funding the research, uh, the humane, uh, our, whole, our whole thrust is humane research into specific health problems of dogs, cats, horses, and zoo and wildlife. So by funding that research into, into the cancer problems, mm-hmm. uh, we'll move forward a lot faster than, than we would if it was just one of those general problems out there. Now, when you say humane research, this is a, this is a key point for me. What, what do you mean by that? We have our, our uh, scientific advisory boards one for domestic pets, one for wildlife. And th- that's where they, all these top brains from all the various veterinary colleges around evaluate the proposals that come in. It's, it's really the engine that drives our, our foundation. And they evaluate the proposals on is it, is it repetitious? Has it been done by a lot of other people? Uh, we don't want to plow the same old field. Is it is it uh, something that's necessary? Is the uh, are the plans uh, specific and well thought out enough to to not waste money but to use money? And the primary overall built into each and every research is is it uh, is it humane? Is it does it keep an eye on on how the animals are not only used but how they are maintained in the laboratory? Mm-hmm. Which is so so important. It, it, it's like that's like smart research. You're doing the the science. Uh, do we have Dr. Olson on the phone also? Yes, you do. Hi, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Now, is the treatment that we use for uh, 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 cancer for dogs the, the same as we use for humans? 
It may be. We do very similar approaches depending on the cancer type. For example, it may involve surgery or radiation or chemotherapy. So the treatments can be very similar. And I I want to just follow up on Betty's wonderful comment relative to humane research. In our national and global canine cancer campaign, what we'll be studying is dogs that live with us who naturally get this disease. So these are non-invasive studies, and we believe by following these dogs and providing them with novel therapies that we may actually have some um, hope in curing cancer in the next 10 to 20 years. So what you're saying is what we're researching now for uh, for the dogs can actually help the humans, too. That's correct. In fact, the whole dog genome has been sequenced, and what the scientists have found is that we share considerable likeness, if you will, among each other, and that when a cancer form occurs, that also is extremely similar between the dog and the human. Why is the cancer rate so high? Is it? I mean, I, today I just read that melamine is uh, very commonly used as a as just a, a filler, filler for protein, a fake protein. Yes, in China, and they're admitting this. It's been going on for quite some time. Uh, is, is this kind of stuff why we're seeing such a high cancer rate? Well, it's a really good question, and that's one of the questions that our scientific community wants to address. We want to look at genetic and environmental and nutritional risk factors. So for example, we know that certain breeds of dogs are very predisposed to cancer. Betty said she has a golden retriever Pontiac. I have Socrates, the golden retriever, who you might actually hear panting here in a minute. <laughs> yes, I'm glad you said that because I didn't want people to think that was me. That was your dog. Sixty <laughs> percent um, of golden retrievers will get cancer. So that's a very high risk, and we can go down the list. For example, bone cancer is very common in greyhounds, and bladder cancer very common in Scottish terriers, and on and on. So we believe there's a genetic factor, but we also know that there are environmental risk factors such as pesticide or secondhand smoke. Sure, I just uh, heard today that there's you could uh, increase the odds of getting uh, uh, cancer in your pet if you smoke. Just because secondhand smoke, regular secondhand smoke, just like in humans. I see that the collie uh, is predisposed to nasal cancer. Is that because of the big schnoz? That's what the scientists believe. They think that that actually may be a physical trait that may um, contribute to that risk. Hmm. But that that a collie, did you say? Collie. Collies. But also that could pertain to the greyhounds with that same long muzzle. Yes. Hmm. So any dog with a long muzzle is predisposed to cancer of the nose. Could be. And wow. rapidly growing dogs may be more predisposed to bone cancer. Hence, we see it in larger breeds than in the smaller breeds who may have other types of cancer. Uh-huh. Uh, Betty, I know that there's uh, there's been a, a big pharmaceutical who's put a little money in. How, how can I help? Uh, you know, I don't have millions of dollars, but I, I'd like to help. I think this is a very worthy cause, and I have a few dollars, and I'm sure there's other people that feel the same way. Does our dollars make a difference? Oh, your dollars make such a difference, as in anything else these days. Everything is financially oriented, but it's 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 the way those dollars are used that's important. 
not just to pour it down, you know, an empty hole that that it keeps, but to make each dollar count by hiring the the best or or funding the best brains for the best studies from the from the top brains of the country, and you put enough people who care together, and they may have only a little bit of money individually, but put that all together. And it's a forward motion that, that's irrefutable. There's a website called www.curecaninecancer.org. Can we give a donation there? Yes, you can, and we would be extremely grateful. And just to, you know, we're trying to raise $30 million for this effort, and we believe it's doable. Sure. If 1% of 44 million households that own a dog give us $50, we will be well on our way to this. So every contribution, whether it's a dollar or it's a million dollars, will go towards this effort. So absolutely, we are very grateful for those donations. And, of course, the animals, the dogs that suffer from this disease are the ones who would thank everyone the most. Mm-hmm. Not all of us are Internet savvy and can access the website there. I'll give you a 1-800 number in just a second. Do you uh, do you do the Internet, uh, Betty? Use I'm, email? Afraid, I'm afraid I'm a, a computer spaz. I don't. <laughs> I, uh, I just, uh, my life is complicated enough with the mail that comes in and all that. I don't want to get involved with email or any of that, so... But I, uh, I admire people who are uh, that much smarter than I. Well, you know what? I, I uh, got into the whole email thing, and then uh, the spam thing just became too much for me. So uh, I just uh, I figured the old face-to-face on the phone. And if you want to do it, uh, you want to uh, call a toll-free number to give your donation or to get a little more information, you can call one eight seven seven. Dog Cure. That's 364-2873. 1-877-DOG Cure. And we'll put all these links and everything uh, at the Animal Radio website. Betty, I just we certainly you... appreciate you spreading the word. Oh, well, of much. course, and I appreciate you coming on the air with us. Uh, last time you came on, of course, uh, we learned that you you're not specious. You love uh, anything that has a leg on the end. Yes. A leg on each corner. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I just saw you on TV. Was it Ugly Betty that I saw you on? <laughs> no, it was the TV Land Awards where I played Ugly Betty. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was one of those cable talent. Anything else we should be looking for? No, right now I'm I'm uh, I'm working very hard on, on the animal field, and then I've got a couple of shows coming up that uh, have not had definite dates yet, but a uh, couple of movies that, that you, you can't get rid of me. No, <laughs> but that's we don't want to. Nor do we want you. <laughs> yes, we, we, we love seeing you, and we love seeing the, the cameos and the debuts. Course, thank you so much that you're doing with the Morris Animal Foundation. You've been doing that since 1971. Um, yep. Amazing, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank well, you so much. Thank you, and I appreciate the the, the the accomplishments that Morris has done. We helped develop the feline leukemia vaccine. We helped develop the parvovirus vaccine for dogs. Not a lot of people know that. No, and Potomac horse fever vaccine. So we've really made a difference. And after all these years with the foundation, when I am still so proud to be associated with them, it means that the, it's a pretty... It's a pretty good organization because usually by that time you're finding fault here or finding fault there. It's the Morris Animal Foundation. I did not give out the website. I will do that. It's www.morrisanimalfoundation.org. And uh, you should go check it out. Before I let you go, Betty, I wanted to ask you real fast. Of course, you may or may not have heard of Kyle Laurent. He's been on the show recently. He's raised $20,000 
uh, with a lemonade stand, and he's eight years old. Now, when I was eight years old, <laughs> I didn't raise anywhere near $20,000. I couldn't even make lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> he gave it all. Not not one penny did he keep for himself. He gave it all to Canine Companions for Independence. Is that the organization? That's the organization. Yeah. Oh, bless his heart, and he couldn't have picked a better one. They, they do what I've worked with them for years. I knew the first... The first uh, handicapped assistant dog, Abdul, was, was, and Bonnie Bergen and uh, Carol Knauf started the organization, and they've just been doing wonderful work ever since. They've been working very hard. I asked eight-year-old Kyle what he wanted to do next. He kind of wanted to shed the, the lemonade stand, do something brand new. He said that he wanted to get collars, dog, for, collars. dog collars, uh -huh. and get them signed by celebrities, and then he would auction them off on a celebrity eBay auction and oh, give all the money again to the animals. Yes. And so oh. we, we went out, we got, uh, we actually asked Bamboo, they make a top-of-the-line collar. They gave us 100 collars. We shipped them off to Kyle, and uh, we'd like to get one signed by you if that's okay. Oh, I'd be privileged, and I'll have Pontiac sign it, too, my golden retriever. <laughs> we'll send it off your way, okay? Okay, and thank you so much, and thank him, please. Betty, thank you so much. Dr. Patricia Olson, continuing to do an amazing job for the Morris Animal Foundation. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Hold on one second. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was Pontiac. Yes. Sorry about that. Pontiac always needs to get the last word in, huh? Absolutely right. Hi, this is Rue McClanahan on Animal Radio. Stay and neuter your pets. Animal Radio is brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Did you see the paper? They mentioned cloning animals for food. Seriously? I thought cloning was still pretty experimental. It is. Most of the animals die or are born with some sort of health defect. So why is the FDA going to approve it? I don't know. It's upsetting that the FDA seems to be ignoring scientific evidence that animals in cloning suffer. And the FDA says that it won't even label cloned foods. That's outrageous. Yeah, and we could be eating meat or drinking milk from cloned animals and not even know it. Is there anything we can do to stop this? You can. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society at www.endanimalcloning.org to learn more about the problems with animal cloning and to help keep cloned food off grocery store shelves. Cloning animals for food is not just about food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues have been ignored for too long and must be considered. To learn more, visit www.endanimalcloning.org. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Judy, one of the studio cats just vomited under my desk. Can you clean it up, please? 
<laughs> you can do it. Me? I'm busy booking all the celebs for the show. I, I don't do stains. Well, now you can. Go ahead, grab that bottle and get serious over there. Uh-huh. It's going to remove both the stain and any pheromones left behind. Just go ahead and squirt it on, work it in, and all you have to do is blot it with a thick towel and hold it for about five seconds. Come on, I know you can do it. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm squirting. I'm working it in and blotting. And, whoa, the stain is gone. You mean you were able to remove the stain all by yourself? Women, get serious. It's so easy to use. Even men can do it. Hey! Yeah, so don't take any more excuses from those guys. It's time to get serious. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. Scoop Free, the revolutionary self-cleaning litter box, announces the Scoop Free Shelter Program with free products and financial assistance to not-for-profit animal organizations. Use Scoop Free to enhance the care of cats in your shelter or use them in your auctions and raffles with 100% of the proceeds going to your shelter. Scoop Free also provides discounts and donations for Scoop Free products used by adopting families. Find out how your shelter can participate at www.scoopfreeshelters.com. Hi, I'm Ken Schrader. In race car driving, seconds can win a race. But to win the race against pet overpopulation, you need to understand the importance of spaying or neutering your pets. Every few seconds, hundreds of dogs and cats are put down in our country. Help fix the problem. I urge you to spay or neuter your pets. To find out how, visit Pets911.com today. To find out about spay day events in your area, log on to Pets911.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by Get Serious, a stain and pheromone remover so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey, hey wait a minute. <laughs> Don't take any more excuses, women. It's time to get serious. Get Serious is available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com. This is Animal Radio Network. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Out Deluxe Training Pads. Traditional newspaper training is old news. Out Deluxe Training Pads are ten times more absorbent, scientifically treated to attract pets and control odors. Available nationwide at major discount and grocery stores. Ticks are responsible for transmitting many diseases, but there's one disease in particular that's very serious for you and your dog, Lyme disease. Lyme disease is now the most commonly reported tick-transmitted disease in people in the country. Dogs are at higher risk because their exposure to ticks is greater. Some dog owners may also notice painful joints, a lack of appetite, fatigue, and fever. Treatment within the first few weeks is very effective and almost always results in a full cure. One way to reduce the number of ticks on your dog is to treat them with a topical flea and tick treatment that lasts for 30 days. Use compounds that kill ticks within 48 hours. Use products prescribed by your veterinarian that kill ticks and won't wash off when the animal is bathed or goes swimming. Also, we now have highly effective vaccines that will prevent Lyme disease in dogs. The Lyme disease vaccines actually block the transmission of disease from the tick to the dog. They are recommended for all dogs where Lyme disease is a problem. Ask your veterinarian. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio.
As the director of a busy rescue shelter, I'm constantly house training. And as any pet guardian will tell you, house training can be frustrating and confusing for both you and your pup. And learn bad habits like using newspaper is hard to break. We use Out Deluxe training pads because they're scent attracts dogs. Here's two tips from somebody that knows. Speed up the house training process through consistency and Out Deluxe training pads. There's no easier or cleaner way to train your pup. Find Out Deluxe training pads at major discount and grocery stores nationwide. Hello, this is Don DeLuise and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets and they'll always love you back. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson and you're listening to Animal Radio. Preventing pain, fear and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. You know, they call it animal radio, but we're, we're often talking about dogs, we're often talking about cats, sometimes horses, uh, but we never really get to reach out to fish or birds. I and think it's about time. Hey, hey. <laughs> we've got to do a little diversity here. Yeah. Mike O'Connor. And uh, Mike uh, joining us from where? Where? In Massachusetts? Orleans, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And you actually, uh, I believe you have a uh, store dedicated to birding. Birding, yeah, that's right. Outdoor birds. Not, not stuff in cages, but stuff that you see outside that flies around all by itself. Well, no, do you make a living doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Are there enough birders out there? Oh, my God. There's a lot of birders. I think next to gardening, birding is the number one hobby of, with people with nothing to do. Well, is that, is, I wonder if that's kind of a regional thing. Is that sort of a, a, a northeast part of our country? Because I don't see that a lot in re- really in California or the southwest part of our country here. I'd like to bird personally because uh, there are so many around here. No, actually, it's, pre- it's pretty big in, in your neck of the woods in California and the southwest. Um, because, but I think birding birding is, more big, is bigger out there. Here, it's birding plus bird feeding. Here we have, I think, Northeast is the stronghold of feeders, but out, people travel all over to go to the California birding or the Southwest, like to the Arizona for you know, roadrunners and the hummingbirds. They go out to see our hummingbirds. We don't oh, get any. Oh, they're awesome. You don't have them back east. Yeah, we have one. We have a uh, ruby-throated hummingbird, but you guys got all the varieties out there that people go out to see. And in numbers, you know, we see one, we got all excited. You might have 20 weight for a feeder out there. Well, you know who got me really excited about birding was, was actually my cat. Because, <laughs> yeah, okay, let's hear about this one now. Well, no, the cat's watching the birds, and I, I'm trying to figure out what the cat's watching, and I'll be drawn to it and see all these pretty birds. And I'm actually thinking of building a birdhouse, doing like a little summer project. project. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I don't know some of the basics about it, like how big to make it or how high to hang it. You know, there's people that say you've got to hang it eight feet, you've got to hang it uh, as high as a, a, a basketball court. I, mean, <laughs> I can't clean it up there, personally. I'd have to take a ladder to go up there. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. What you should do when you put up a birdhouse, unless you've got something specific like like the purple martins or something like that, for the generic birdhouse, it should be head high, five feet high, or if you're six feet, make it six feet high. But the height isn't that critical for most birds, but it's a critical view because just like you said, you want to be able to clean it out regularly and you don't want to kill yourself by dragging out the ladder. So just on a post or a short tree, well, the tree doesn't have to be short, but on a short post or a tree and then just... Um, four, uh, five or six feet high. I tell people head high. Then you can look inside, clean it out, and close it back up again. And the house should be uh, readily accessible for cleaning. Absolutely. Yet uh, we have so many cats, feral cats in the, the neighborhood. And I understand they can actually jump, five, what, five times their tail size? Five times the length of their tail. No, see that? You know more about that than I do. I've never measured a cat's tail in my life. <laughs> 
But um, I would, yeah, that's a problem. Feral cats, uh, they used to be a problem here, but the coyotes have whacked them all back. Aww. Millions and millions and millions in California alone of birds, uh, birds are lost to uh, wild or feral cats every year. So, yeah, if, you, if that's around, then you've yep, then you got to make it a little bit higher. And probably even a metal post as opposed to a, a wooden post, and you got to... You know, stop measuring your cattails and get it up a little bit higher. <laughs> Grease it up, too, so they can't climb it. Yeah, I don't know if they... I know, like, other predators, like uh, raccoons and squirrels and even snakes can climb up metal stuff, but I don't uh-huh. know about cats. Can they shitty up metal poles? I've never seen one, but not, it's not out of the question. No, I know they can jump with distances. But, yeah, then move it up a little bit higher, absolutely. We, we're having you on because you have a book out uh, that's uh, called Why Don't Woodpeckers Get Headaches and Other Bird Questions. You know, you want to ask, and we'll have giveaways <laughs> in just a couple of minutes here. So I... I have to ask the question, why don't woodpeckers get headaches? Yeah, you know, wow. <laughs> oh man, I'm, the column that we write is called Ask the Bird Folks, mm-hmm. and you know, just to give it a homey name, um, plus folks, that way, you know, somebody wants to sue, sue me, the folks, they don't want to sue everybody, so they <laughs> back off. But the, the, the woodpecker question is like a line and a half in the book that the publisher thought would be clever, so they changed the title and they went with that. Now I'm getting them. Woodpecker questions from all over the world. Every researcher is sending me their stuff to analyze. And all of a sudden now I know more about it than I did. But the reason why they don't uh, get headaches is the way their skull's designed. It's The brain is packed firmly. They, doesn't, they don't have that fluid around it like we have. Mm-hmm. But also it's the um, quickness of the impact. Like if, if we smash into a wall, um, we would get hurt. But as they hit the wall just very, very instantaneously, back right off, and then whack it again. So it is a lot faster than, you know, would kill us if we hit at that speed, but it's just one little point of the bill, and it's instantaneously, and they back off, and they do it again. So it's more the way their brain's set up, and in the briefness of the impact, I found out since I wrote the book. Everybody's sending me their information. Well, you know, I find it very informative. I learned a few things. One thing I thought that was fascinating was about the road runners, how they eat snakes, and what they do with the the leftovers that they can't road runners eat, eat snakes. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And what 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 happens with the leftovers that they can't eat all at once? Oh, they put them in a doggy bag and, and put them in the refrigerator. <laughs> More like that in this book, by the way. <laughs> Are they stay. Um they store them, what do they put them on, what did I, what did I say, put it, they put them on all branches and stuff, is uh, that what they put No, you said you, they leave it hanging out of their mouth until they make more room in their stomach. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> disgusting! <laughs> Boy, it looks like you learned a lot right in this book. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go back and read that section. Yeah, I know, I've seen, I've seen um, gulls do that here, you know, they'll eat like an eel or something and that'll be sticking out of their mouth uh, for a long time. Same thing, yeah. Wow! I gotta remember that next time somebody asks me. <laughs> do you have a website? Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's it's the um it's the name of our little store here. The name of the store is Birdwatchers General Store. So BirdwatchersGeneralStore.com, and that'll get to the website. We have some of these articles archived there. Mike O'Connor, the book is called Why Don't Woodpeckers Get Headaches and Other Bird Questions You Know You Want to Ask. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. How many copies? We have five copies to give away right now. Uh, if you want to pick up on it. Otherwise, you can get it just about anywhere. I would say uh, Amazon.com and yeah. uh, uh, Barnes & Noble. Yeah, and I think the reason why we started writing the column in plus the book is we get the same questions over and over and over, like you probably do and we, when your show is, you know, and hummingbirds. I mean, I don't know how many times I told people how to make humming, their own hummingbird food, probably a dozen times a day. Which is just sugar, isn't it? Sugar, that's it. Sugar and water. And, the, you know, the most popular formula is one part water to... Um, <laughs> One part sugar to four parts water. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough. Uh, that's a 
tough recipe to follow there. I, what I love is I actually went to the store last week and spent a dollar fifty on what would have been uh, fifteen cents worth of sugar. To buy prepackaged tummy, tummy Exactly, food. yeah, that's not necessary. Two things not necessary to, to buy that stuff and also to put the food coloring in. Sure. You know, there are a lot of things they do for people, to, for marketing and stuff like that. And red food coloring and all that is not necessary. You get your table sugar, get a, a, a cup of water, add a quarter of a cup of sugar, stir it around, and you're good to go. And, you know, it's important to change it because it does get kind of scuzzy on you. So probably, uh, every, you know, twice Well, the week. ants build up, right? Yeah, the ants build up. And there is a thing, honest to goodness, they're called an ant guard or ant baffle. It's just a plastic bell, an ant bell. It's three or four bucks. It's the cheapest thing you can buy, and it works perfectly. Oh. All these other things that we've tried over the years, I don't know. I wish I had thought of this, but you just put this little ant bell over it. There's no poisons. There's nothing. It's just the way it's designed, and the ants come around. They turn turn around go go back up so you, you won't have any ants in your hummingbird feeder. Wow, all. i got to find one of those. Ant bell. Yeah, yeah. Ant bell. Yeah, they really rock. It's, you know, for four bucks, you, you, you know, <laughs> saves you a lot of work. Mike, you know, you're going to have to be on again. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I could do that. Okay. Uh, it's Bird Talk. Yes, uh, Animal Radio, Gone to the Birds. Mike O'Connor joining us, and uh, we'll do it once again. Why don't woodpeckers get headaches and other bird questions you know you want to ask? Check it out at a bookstore near you. We have more Animal Radio on the way. Stick around. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Well, hi, Molly. Hi, Hal. How are you? Doing very well. Molly Pavolino. Uh, Pavolino? Pavolino. Pavolino. Yes. VP of Pet Protect joining us, and you sent me a press release a couple of weeks ago. Kind of important. I, I think what you guys are doing is very cool. You have a new website called www.petrealtynetwork.com. Dot com. Yes. And, of course, uh, a lot of times people will surrender their pets to shelters uh, because of moving restrictions or housing restrictions, right. which I don't think is a valid reason. But they I've do it nonetheless. I've been there, done that. Well, had I would to, doubt that. So. But <laughs> and the, it's a heartbreaking decision to have to make. It is. Um, you know, I don't think that anyone really wants to do that, but... Sometimes they're forced to. And so. What, what, so what are you guys doing to help assist with this so that doesn't happen? One thing that we're doing is with the Pet Royalty Network, um, we have a brand new campaign called the Lucky Day Campaign. And the Lucky Day Campaign is focused on the importance of um, connecting pet-friendly people with pet-friendly real estate professionals 
to help provide a resource for pet owners if they're moving, if they're relocating. It helps connect them with that pet-friendly real estate professional um, to hopefully help reduce the numbers of pets that are uh, surrendered because of residential pet restrictions or when relocating or moving. Now, you are located in Florida. Yes, we are. Is this just a local company, or will this help people nationwide? Oh, no. This absolutely helps everyone nationwide. Um, we are based here in Naples, Florida, um, and uh, we, the website's available for pet owners nationwide. It's also available, of course, for real estate professionals nationwide. So if pet owners are even moving across town or across their state or across the country, mm-hmm. um, they can search our database of pet-friendly real estate professionals and um, hopefully be able to make a good match to be able to take their pets with them if they have to move. What makes a pet-friendly real estate professional? Ah, good question. Um, That's something that we really focus on with the Pet Realty Network. As pet-friendly real estate agents join us, we help provide them with resources to help make them pet-friendly. We provide uh, printouts that they can give to their clients on things from how to remove stinky odors um, to... Uh, the importance of, say, having a fenced-in backyard for large dogs. Okay, so I'm moving across town. Does this cost me anything to look it up? Not at all. For pet owners, it's absolutely free. Completely, it's a completely free resource. And what's also nice about it is um, we're not a, uh, a broker or a lead generator or a lead aggregator, so we're not collecting pet owners' information. Like, tell me who you are, tell me your name, tell me your address, tell me... Uh, where where you want to move to because people are sort of reluctant mm-hmm. on websites to, to disclose that kind of information. Yes. Don't have to do any of that. It's completely free. You can hop right into the database, start searching, and then pet owners choose to contact the real estate professional of their choice. Wow. Um, so they can look it all over and they make the choice and they don't get bombarded with obnoxious emails or things like that. Mm-hmm. From- okay, so get a pencil and uh, write this down, www.petrealtynetwork.com, and of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Molly, thanks so much for joining us, and good luck with your venture. Thank you very much. I appreciate your interest, and good luck. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hello, this is Don DeLuise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets, and they'll always love you back. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass, and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew, gross. Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Do you know what you're serving for dinner tonight? If the FDA has its way, the milk and meat you see at the grocery store could come from cloned animals. And you won't even know because it won't be labeled. Cloning animals for food involves more than just food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues must also be considered. The cloning process uses hundreds of animals to produce just one clone, causing death or severe health problems for most of the animals involved. Just because we can clone animals for food 
doesn't mean we should. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society to learn more about the problems with animal cloning at www.endanimalcloning.org. That's www.endanimalcloning.org. And have a voice in what you are serving for dinner tonight. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Oh, my turn. <laughs> oh, made it back in just, uh, just in time, I think. I want to thank Betty White for joining us this weekend. Uh, that was uh, her second time on Animal Radio. And, and we'll uh, have her back again. She has, She's really forefronting a great cause with the Morris Animal Foundation, and you should check out all their links. We, we of course, have them at AnimalRadio.com. And, uh, of course, to stay on top of this pet food recall, which changes week by week, uh, we have your alerts at AnimalRadio.com. In fact, you can have them run on your cell phone by texting ANIMAL to 27627. Just text ANIMAL to 27627 and listen to Animal Radio and get all the latest news on the recall as it develops. Of course, you shouldn't be feeding your animals anything with rice protein or wheat gluten at this point right now. And uh, here at the studios, we're just staying away from food from China because apparently it's fa- fairly common to put uh, melamine, poisonous melamine, which... Uh, Actually, isn't that toxic, but uh, has an effect on felines that's Yeah, uh, and if they've fatal. been doing it for years, our animals have been eating it forever. Uh, effectively, it's cheating. It's lying. It's saying that there's protein there that mm-hmm. uh, is not protein. And, of course, all the details, if you're just tuning in and you're just trying to figure this all out, it's all at AnimalRadio.com. 1-866-405-8405. That's the numbers here. Next week, I understand Nora... The piano playing cat. <laughs> this is awesome. You have to see this video. A uh, video? There's well, also a video. Radio. I know, but we're going to speak to Can we hold pictures up to the microphone? <laughs> we'll put it up on our website for everybody. Okay, Nora the piano playing cat next week on Animal Radio. Before we go today, I wanted to visit. We, we have a little time, don't we? Yes, we do. Okay, I wanted to visit with my Aunt Penny in Florida. One of those places that I'd love to live, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately don't. Uh, how, how's the weather today, Aunt Penny? Oh, it's going to be about 85, 86 today. Oh, this sounds This morning tough. it was about 65, and this evening it'll be about 65. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a lush so life. Absolutely. My garden is rioting. It's beautiful. I, I don't want to waste time because what you're, what you're calling about is pretty important. You sent me a link to a website. It's uh, standing, what is it? Standingwomen.org. Standingwomen, one word, standingwomen.org. And you guys are planning a Mother's Day, what would you say, stand-in? That's what I wanted to share with everyone. I have found the perfect way to celebrate Mother's Day. Okay, tell us. This originated with a story a woman wrote for her five-year-old grandchild. Okay. And I urge everyone to go onto the website because I cannot do it justice in just a few moments. And we'll put the link at AnimalRadio.com just in case you didn't get it. It's pretty easy to remember, standingwoman.org. So I'm going to read one paragraph of it, and perhaps you'll then understand why it's so moving and so suitable for Mother's Day. Okay. Okay. We stand for the world's children and grandchildren and for the seven generations beyond them. We dream of a world where all of our children have safe drinking water, clean air to breathe, and enough food to eat. A world where they have access to a basic education to develop their minds and health care to nurture their growing bodies. A world where they have a warm, safe place to call home. A world where they don't live in fear of violence in their home, in their neighborhood, in their school, or in their world. 
this is the world of which we dream. This is the cause for which we stand. Now, this includes our fur kids as well. Of course. That's a, a great synopsis of what you gals are doing. Why is it just standing women? Why can't the guys stand too oh, if they believe? The guys are standing in Sarasota. Okay. So, Florida Veterans for Common Sense are with us. The Southwest Coalition for Peace and Justice are with us. Florida Now, Code Pink, many of the churches, the synagogues. There's a consumer advocate group. So everyone's getting involved is what you're saying. Everybody. Oh. And I urge everyone. Now, is it when, a certain time of the day where everybody yes, well, stops? When you, yes. You go to the website, uh-huh. and at the top of the page, you can click where others are standing, and you can see where near you they are standing. And everywhere at the local time of 1 o'clock, we will ring a little bell. Or a big bell. In Sarasota, the churches are going to ring their bell. Okay. And then we spend five minutes in silent contemplation, prayer, sending positive energy out to achieve what it is we stand for. One of the interesting things for me, and has become very noteworthy, you made, you made a personality out of me, Hal. I have been <laughs> on... I was on the radio Tuesday. I will be again on Saturday, and I'm taping for TV this afternoon. All for allforstandingwomen.org, right? Allforstandingwomen.org. And you can find out where other people are standing and really learn a lot more because it's a, it's a huge website, standingwomen.org, and then hit, click the link at the top where others are standing. And, and if you are standing with some friends, there's another link to tell them about it, so if someone else is nearby and wants to join you, they can. And bring your furry friends. Yeah, we can Bring do that, furry right? furry friends and your, and your furred kids and your unfurred kids. <laughs> Aunt Penny, thanks so much for telling me about this, telling everyone about this. Thank you for the time, Hal. Sounds like a good cause. Uh, that's yes. all, all we have time for this hour, though, unfortunately. Uh, remember, there's lots more fresh animal programming at AnimalRadio.com. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Streaming live at AnimalRadio.com and, of course, on your cell phone. Simply text animal, animal to 27627. Remember, if you get a pet this week, please. Say or neuter. And if you happen to get a cat. Don't ever declaw. And if you want a certain breed. Don't buy from a breeder or a pet store. Go online to that breed rescue. Very good. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>